You are listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast with Coach Jesse Cole. Where we encourage and equip kingdom entrepreneurs who are adding value to the marketplace. And now, your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole, and thank you for joining us today. Have you ever thought about what your life would represent after you're long gone, after you die? What are people going to say about you once you die? Did you know that we have some input on what type of legacy we leave behind? What we do while we're living will resonate throughout generations to come. Think of Mother Teresa, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Steve Jobs, Hitler, and Jesus Christ. I encourage you to think of your existence as a template for others to build off of. That's what legacy is. I had a chance to sit down with Pastor Jonathan Williams to discuss what legacy means to him and how we can ensure that the life we live today will leave a sweet fragrance once we're gone. Take a listen. So let's start off um, with this. uh, What is your leadership philosophy? from a leadership philosophy perspective, I like to go to scripture. And scripture encourages us and says, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all to the glory of God. Okay. So my philosophy is to just give God glory in everything that I do. Wow, good stuff. How, how important is that as, as a leader? And, um, and you were talking about God, so I know um, you're coming from a spiritual standpoint. Absolutely. How, how important is it for spiritual leaders to always keep in mind that it's so much bigger than Oh, man, it's so much bigger than that because as a core foundation, you have to have values Mm -hmm. in everything that you do. And I find my values that come from the Lord and come through Scripture Mm -hmm. and my relationship with Him. And I see it play out in every aspect of life because as a leader, one of the key components that I believe leadership should have is integrity. And the thing that keeps that in check is my relationship with the Lord to keep me to be an integrable leader so that other people can have confidence and follow me. Good stuff. You were talking about confidence, and I remember... Growing up, you know, I was always placed in leadership positions, but I really didn't want to be out in front. Maybe I was just, I didn't want to be responsible for failure. Mm-hmm. And um, there are a lot of people out there right now who, who may have, who may feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Thank God I grew out of that and I'm, I've embraced um, who, who I am in him. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we're all still growing. Right. But there are some people out there who, who have leadership potential um, and God has put on them the spirit of leadership, but they are just too afraid for whatever reason to step into that role, what, what kind of encouragement or what kind of words of wisdom would you have for someone who's uh, dealing with that? Well, <laughs> everyone gets scared. Yeah. Um, and there are various degrees of being scared, being nervous, uh, something you've never done before, something you've done more than once or twice. But there's always an element of being nervous or fearful. Mm-hmm. And once again, I try to rely that onto my personal relationship with the Lord and how he gives me faith and courage and encouragement. Uh, Some other things that, you know, I like to do is try to find somebody who might do something similar Mm -hmm. than what I'm trying to embark upon or what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. And if I have opportunity to have a conversation with them, then I have a conversation with them to help uh, settle some of my anxiety. Uh Um, Otherwise, I may watch them from a distance. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have what I call my distant mentor, some people that I don't actually know, right. but I follow their work and I you know love their philosophy. So I, everyone gets nervous. Yes. And after a while, you build up 
what I call a cal a callus to okay. being nervous, okay. or you just get used to it and you learn how to function right. even through being nervous right. and fearful. But don't ever yes. think that you don't get nervous. Right. That's all. That's just part of the course. And what are what are some things that people can do in order to, to break out of that shell of um, feeling insignificant, insignificant, or mm -hmm. break out of that that fear? What are what are like two or three things they can start doing like right now? Yeah, well, get to really know what you want to do. Right. And the more knowledge you get, the more confident you can become mm -hmm. in doing whatever you want to do. Okay. So get more information, get more uh, uh, materials on what you're trying to do. Also, I would say, suggest get a, a, a partner or a mentor, mm -hmm. if you will, to help uh, get you to be able to talk through some things and uh, someone you can have a sounding board mm -hmm. uh, so you can actually build confidence within yourself uh, and read, mm -hmm. you know. Get more material. Get, get out there and get the information. Especially nowadays with the you know internet age and mm -hmm. information is out there. There's some false, and some there's some authentic. Mm -hmm. But get out there and get the information, yeah. and that'll build confidence. You mentioned that you align yourself with people who are doing what you want to do, or mm -hmm. aligning yourself with somebody who can be a sounding board. And um, I, I believe that one, one concern for leaders is having that person that they can bounce ideas off of yeah. and be transparent with yeah. without losing value in their eyes. Yeah. Now, how important is it for to choose uh, those sounding boards, to, to choose the right people to uh, to purge to? Sure, yeah. sure, absolutely. <laughs> Once again, I have to go back to my my, my core right. is my relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Right, I pray about relationships I should have yeah. and what type of individuals I should uh, surround yeah. myself around. And over the years, uh, there have been some relationships I thought would have been good for me that ended up being not so good for me. Uh, I put myself out there uh, only to find myself disappointed. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a learning process. And I believe that God eventually uh, nailed those relationships down. Mm -hmm. And now I have maybe two or three or four guys that I can actually be transparent with and talk to, um, in addition to my wife, but also some other uh, men that I can talk over to leadership strategies, philosophies, ideas, goals, and ambitions, and be transparent with and know I'm in a safe and comfortable environment. Um, Dr. Miles Monroe, you know, he, you know, he just passed away not too yes. long ago. Um, I remember he said that um, we were designed, we were created not to lead people, we were created to lead a domain or, or a certain area. Yeah. Um, and when I heard that, that just really uh, transformed my perspective on leadership because the old way leadership says, you do what I say when I say right. it. Even if I don't do it, you do it. It was all, you know, dogmatic. But his philosophy is God gave you a, a genius area or mm -hmm. uh, a destiny area for you to lead. And that people are going to be drawn to you as you lead in that area. Do, do mm -hmm. you subscribe to that? Absolutely. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, I have some of those mentors that I watch from a distance. Right. And Miles Monroe right. is one of those guys. I believe that God truly anointed him mm -hmm. and gifted him with the ability to lead and teach other leaders. And I, I, I certainly agree that there are certain areas that God gifts us in and mm -hmm. gives us talents that we dominate, mm -hmm. right? Um, not that we lord over people, right. but that certain area that we're very good at, we're anointed at, uh, and we're skilled at to be able to do. Mm -hmm. And once we are in that zone, once we are in that vein, mm -hmm. uh, we will flourish, we will prosper in that thing. Right. And people will naturally gravitate to it because right. your confidence will build. You'll, you'll know what you're doing. You'll, uh, you'll be able to articulate mm -hmm. how you feel. And people are drawn to confidence. Right. And uh, that area that you dominate in, I, I believe, is uh, will draw people. Right. How, how important is it for, for us to stay in our lane? Oh, man. <laughs> to stay in your lane. It, it's, it's difficult, mm -hmm. but I believe it's very critical. Okay. 
And the reason I say it's difficult is when you're talented, when you're gifted, um, whoever you are, mm -hmm. I believe people will try to draw you in right. and try to pull upon that mm -hmm. and get you to walk in what they want you to do mm -hmm. and not necessarily what you are gifted and created to do. Right. So it, 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 it helps us to understand and be able to say no. Mm -hmm. um, it helps us to build confidence to be able to know exactly what you're called to do mm -hmm. so that you don't, for lack of a better word, uh, just fail right. and, and embarrass God. Right. I like to call that a boy. Jonathan, I'm, I'm pretty sure there are some people out there right now who um, they may be a part of a ministry or mm -hmm. uh, a job where you know they feel as if they're, they're dominating in their area, but that environment can't really nurture where they want to go. Wow. Right? So how, how important is it for, for, for us to make sure that we are in, in environments that can nurture our future? Sure. Wow. Um, I think the environment is absolutely critical. Sometimes we, uh, I think uh, Joel Osteen wrote a book that says, bloom where you're planted. Okay. And I may be quoting the wrong person. But we are to maximize in whatever area we're in, but also believe that the area we're in is so important and critical to how we grow and develop. I'm not a gardener. I don't have a green thumb. <laughs> but I believe that you got to have the right materials. you got to have the right dirt. you got to have the right soil in order for certain plants to grow. right? And so the environment in which you're in will either kill you or it will cause you to grow and to develop. Good stuff. Good stuff. What, what are some examples from your life? And you don't have to say any names or places. Sure, sure. Uh, just give us the principle of where that rings true in your life, where you were, you know, you were probably doing well in a certain area, but mm -hmm. you felt yourself growing in this environment couldn't nurture where you wanted mm -hmm. to go. Yeah, and and kind of how you mentioned earlier in in the workplace, mm -hmm. I feel that you know um, I work in a certain area, a certain industry, and I believe that God has given me talent and gifts mm -hmm. to be able to uh, be there and provide for my family. Um, but my heart and my desire is not really in that arena. Okay. Um, it's helping me get through my day-to-day -day and provide for my family. Right, right. Um, and so I'm able to be uh, produced in that area. But where God is leading me to, where God is drawing me from, is out of that arena. Wow. And my heart and my passion is not really there. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm just going through the motion. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm just going through the day. I'm being productive. Yeah. I'm getting things done. I'm getting promotions. You know, my, my evaluations are, are great and mm -hmm. things of that nature. But my heart, my desire is not in there. Right. And so uh, the area and the environment that you're in is really, really crucial right. and, and can really either crush your spirit or lift you up. Right. I was talking to one of my clients earlier, and I was telling her that it's a difference between being filled and being fulfilled. So yeah, in the event that, you know, you, you may be hungry for something. Yeah. Say, hey, I want this, these steak and potatoes. Yeah. But it may not be available to you at the time, so you settle for some cereal or something. Right, right. So your, your, your body is filled. You're not hungry anymore, yeah. but you still have a taste right. for what you have right. a taste for. That's yeah. fulfillment, and yeah. that's pretty much what, Absolutely. what you're talking about. Absolutely. I agree with that. Absolutely. It's that substitute, right? Yeah. And, and we can't get by on just substituting right. Eventually, we're going to have to do something with that appetite. Right. Either we're going to settle for cereal right. or we're really going to make sure we get that right, steak right. and potatoes. Find a way to get the steak and potatoes. Got to go get the steak and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about legacy for a minute. Okay. Um, okay. You have you have two sons. Yes. Right? Yes. And so they are your namesakes. You know, yes. they, they, they carry your name. Yes. Um, <clears throat> as, we, as we know, you know, we have one life to live. We can't go to Kmart and put another one that way. You know, right. You only have one. Right. There's a point in a man wants to die in the judgment. That's right. So once you're, once you're dead and gone and your son's 
are, are still walking this earth. Uh-huh. Um, what do you want to leave with them, tangible and intangible? What are some okay. tangible and intangible things as far as legacy that you want to leave with them? Wow. Um, some of the things that I, I instill in my children, I have two sons and one daughter, okay. um, is respect for one another um, and having respect for people even if they don't respect themselves. Wow. Because that's something that's within you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, I've taught my sons and I've taught my daughters how to uh, be respectful to one another. Yes, sir. Uh, my sons, I've teach them at, taught them at a young age to open the door for your sister, mm-hmm. open the door for your mother, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. Um, to have a core foundation, once again, my relationship with the Lord is what guides me and to have values. And so I do my best, me and my wife try to instill that in them, mm-hmm. to have your core foundation built upon your relationship with the Lord, what right. the scriptures have to say. Um, and to be be in a person of integrity. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Right. If it's right or wrong, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But follow through with what you say right. and what you mean. Um, and, and I try to just instill that. Right. How, how important is, is legacy? You know, we have... Again, we have one opportunity to leave our footprint on this earth. And of course, mm-hmm. of course it's, it's, it's not all about us. Right. Um, but we are, like you said, we're supposed to dominate in our areas, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> how important is it for people to be in legacy mode and not just be like that hamster in the wheel just going right. around and around and around? Right. I believe that, um, wow, that's, I could talk on that for a while, but <laughs> I believe that. What we have, what God gives us, what our Creator has done for us, is much bigger than ourselves. Right. I believe that He gives us something that's long-lasting and will continue long after us. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that area that we're to dominate that helps us to continue. And so, whether it's natural children, or whether it's adopted children, mm-hmm. or whether it's spiritual children, mm-hmm. like I say, as we instill in them some of our philosophies, some mm-hmm. of our blueprint, mm-hmm. some of our talents and skills so that it could continue and it's perpetuate. Mm-hmm. I believe that um, God is in us and so he's a living spirit and so that spirit perpetuates and continue on long after us because what we do is much bigger than ourselves. Right. And sometimes we don't even realize our impact right. or the things we've done in our lifetime. Right. But our legacy will begin to fulfill it and those lives that we've touched uh, those people that we've touched, those areas that we've touched, will actually uh, uh, awaken mm-hmm. and say, "You know what? That was helpful for me. Mm-hmm. That was helpful for me. I can, I can continue in that." Right. Um, like the old saying goes, "Sometimes you don't know what you what you have until it's gone." Yes, sir. And when those mentors, when those leaders are gone, sometimes that's when we realize how great we actually had it mm-hmm. when they were here. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? What they taught me, I need to live out. Yes, sir. I need to continue in that thing, and, and, and it's real. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes death has a way to bring a perspective and reality. And so our legacy will make sure that those philosophies and those principles Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. You can learn more about how to connect with Coach Jesse Cole and other Kingdom Moguls at jessespeaks.com. And don't forget to join the Kingdom Mogul Conversation on Facebook and Instagram at Coach Jesse Cole. Remember that what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.